All right, Omaha, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Um, we got a really, really special one for you today, and I hope you're hungry. I hope you're craving pizza because we have the pizza master in the house. This is David Lasole, the owner and chef at Virtuoso Pizzeria. David, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, and glad to be here. Now, I knew before today that you loved pizza. I, I've met you, and, I, and I've gotten a chance to, to get to know you a little bit. Obviously, you opened a pizzeria. I know you like pizza. And then you pulled up in the parking lot today, and your license plate is pizza with a, with the one replacing the <laughs> I. And I just absolutely loved that. So well, let's just start real broad. What makes you love pizza so much? I grew up in an Italian family. My mm-hmm. mom made pizza a lot, along with a lot of spaghetti and other dishes. But pizza's pretty universal. can eat at breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's great hot or cold. Who doesn't love pizza? But there's really not a better way to sum it up than that. <laughs> I, I think that was that was pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pizza pizza's good. Pizza's life. <laughs> pizza is life. Uh, so, looking at Virtuoso specifically, I mean, Omaha has... A lot of really great pizza places, I think. What makes, in your eyes, Virtuoso unique and kind of stand out from the rest? Well, I would say that we respect the craft. We're, mm-hmm. we're a true artisan slice house, which some people get it. Most people get it. Some people don't. Like, who are you to tell me I only have six choices on on the slices that I get to eat today. Mm-hmm. And and most of that is because it's well, we, we like to use fresh ingredients. I don't like to cut corners. When you do things in bulk and you have so many on there, not only does it bog the mind down, but then the consistency of what you're doing also becomes inconsistent. And my best compliment is being consistent. Tuesday or Saturday, it's the exact same. So we take pride and respect in what we do. And uh, I feel that we're artisan because I do definitely use all top shelf ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at the higher end of the price point, but also when you compare it, I'm really not that expensive if, if you take into consideration the size of the slice that you're getting. Mm-hmm. So we do a 20 inch pie New York style and we cut it into six slices. So that's kind of the Midwest spin on it. And I think a true New York slice is gonna be cut into eight slices, but you know, here gotta stand out a little bit, open the game up for my own self. Uh, the first slice window in Omaha, so you can get a slice when you're walking down the strip up and down Benson, going mm-hmm. to a, a concert or whatever. You need a quick hitter, come grab a slice at the window. We have since added whole pies. I mean, you can get the 20-inch New York pie to go uh, or in-house. Um, a lot of people don't because of the size of it. They, they find themselves satisfied with just mixing and matching yeah. like a donut <laughs> shop, and you just get, oh, give me one of these, or they just say, you know what, I'll start with the pepperoni. Oh, you know what, now I'm going to try that triple pepperoni or whatever one of the specials are. So uh-huh. it, it kind of gives you a little bit uh, a little bit more play in what you're going to eat as like eight people come in to eat, and they all have to agree on half and half of the same pie or one pie. It doesn't happen too often, so... The slice concept is it's catching on for us, and people people respect what we do, and we respect the craft that we do. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge so. fan of, of buy-the-slice places because, like you said, it really does kind of give you that ability to get a couple different things. You know, you don't have to commit to just, okay, well, what's the one flavor that I feel like today? Oh, I guess, you know, the wife wants pepperoni. I guess we're having pepperoni tonight. No, you can get four different slices and split them and do whatever you want with right, it. Right. So I, I think that's when you came in. I, I met you. You were mixing and matching oh, slices. Yeah. And 
I got to tell this because this is a podcast and you all can't see Dan's young face, but uh, he came in and I, an order came across. I didn't really pay much attention. And then, and then the person picking it up said, I'm here for an order to pick up and for Dan Hoppin. And I don't know why I thought the way he said it or the way he looked, it, it couldn't have been this Dan Hoppin because he looked so young. And I was like, so who are you picking this up? Are you like his assistant? <laughs> are you his kid? <laughs> who, are, who are you? And he's like, I'm Dan Hoppin. I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm on your podcast next week. Uh, nice to formally introduce myself to you. You know, we've talked via the Internet and text yes. messaging, but never face to face. So. I was quite surprised at his at his youngness and told him he should go home and thank his parents for those awesome genes. I so. <laughs> I have an extreme baby face for people who have not met me. I'm I turned 30 in a couple of weeks here and I still when I buy alcohol at the grocery store like they won't believe that I'm like 18, much less 21, much less 29. So <laughs> Well, you do got the good baritone voice, so that comes across. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I I can go with that yeah, at least. Just, I, you know. I've got that going for me. All right. Back to pizza. Back to L- pizza. Less about me, more about pizza. Yeah, I think more that's about just pizza. a good way to, okay, to so approach life. What do you want to know about pizza? Well, you, you kind of hit on this a little bit, but um, I, I want to go into it more. So you've got three slices that are on the menu every day. You've got the cheese, the pepperoni, and the meatball. And then you've got three specialty slices. You guys do a really good job on social media of, of uh, putting it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, getting those out there. And you kind of talked about this with the freshness of the ingredients, but what was the strategy, I guess, behind just really focusing on we're going to have just like five or six slices every day. We're going to do it really well. We're not going to have 15 different menu options or whatever, but what what was the thinking behind that strategy? Well, I guess to be honest with you, when I took over the spot, it was a former pizza shop Mm -hmm. for 22 years, so it made sense to keep that location pizza. I went to Tony Gemignani's Pizza School so I could, Mm -hmm. you know, get my game elevated and have uh, some credentials behind me. And then uh, I started doing the work in the space and and realized that this space wasn't really like a full-on flex your pizza muscle space. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, let's what what can you do in a shotgun space that's, you know, 20 by 70 and 70 seater? That's a lot of seats. So let's do some slices, New York slices. I think for the first probably two and a half, three weeks, you can ask my wife, she'll tell you exactly. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a menu because I was <laughs> yeah. struggling to wrap my brain around what this space could do. Was I a whole pie guy? Was I a slice guy? Was I going to add other things to it? Was I going to do my Chicago cracker thin? Was I going to do the, the deep dish? You know, mm-hmm. how, how much did I want to go cast iron pans? You know, so kind of sleeping nightmares and stuff. And I said, you know what? Just keep it simple. Remember when your parents opened their restaurant and it was successful and it still is successful, 29 years, La Solo mm-hmm. Meal is my family's restaurant. So I'll give them a quick plug here. But oh, uh, we'll give them a more, more of a plug <laughs> later. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. So, you know, just to keep it simple and keep it fresh. And so I thought, okay, let's do the always haves, cheese, pepperoni, and meatball. Let's yep. get fresh ingredients in there that pretty much that I like that uh, that I think are, are at that season or time, you know would be the, the best for the pie. So I don't do a lot of basil in the winter, things with basil, mm-hmm. like a margarita pizza or put the fresh basil on top because the basil, uh, you know, isn't really in season right yeah. now. Yeah. So I, I like to kind of do little things like that. <clears throat> I try to be unique in creating pies that are the freshest ingredients and putting shrimp on a pizza. We've done that. I put uh, broccolini on pizza oh, before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do uh, 
a, a lemon agave pesto on pizza all the time. People, they love that. So just keeping it fresh, keeping slices. The, the three bottoms are rotating. I usually do them one or two days, depends on, you know, how many ingredients I have. If I, if I only have enough for the one day, then we got to get more ingredients for the next day and mm-hmm. keep the toppings. And then the dough, I got to talk about the dough real quick because that's really what makes us, in my opinion, some of the best pizza not just in Omaha, but around, because we truly respect what we do. And my son, uh, he's the one makes the dough every day. So I showed him. We we did it for probably about six months together, and then you know he kind of took over the you know the chain of doing the dough. And mm-hmm. so I respect how he respects what we do every day. We, he weighs it, he measures it, he temps it. So there's there's no inconsistency. You can't tell. Most people tell me, oh, my God, you make the best dough. And I kind of feel, you know, I tell them thank you, but I also tell them that's my son. My son makes it, you know. Just he like, does do a fantastic job. He does job. a fantastic job. He's 21 years old, and he's committed every day. It took him a while to get there, but he's there now to where he respects, and he'll argue, and this is how I know he has passion, because I tell him that, you know, my hand is still in every one of the doughs because I created the starter. And for those of you that don't know what a starter is, it's a, it's it's an what do I, how do I want to say? It's basically a, a dough and a light little bit of yeast that is loosely put together that you ferment in a, in a bowl in your refrigerator over time, and it gives you almost like a sourdough type of feel to it and creates uh, different characteristics in your dough that's unique to your environment and your pizzeria that, that you started it with. Mm-hmm. And so you take a little bit of that out every day, and you put some back into it. So if you steal 10 pounds out in a day, you have to put 10 pounds back in call that feed in the starter. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell my son, I created that starter, so my hands are always in there. Well, he feels because he gave it a name. He said, Dad, if I got to feed this thing every day, I'm going to give it a name. I said, okay, what are we calling it? He said, we're going to call it Frank. <laughs> so our starter's called Frank, and Frank was born on, uh, I believe, uh, 223 of 17. So we, we created him, and we've kept him alive and sustained him for thus long. And so my hand was always in it, but he makes the dough 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. There's times I still have to make the dough every once in a while if he calls in sick or something, but I still tell him my DNA is in there. Mm -hmm. And so I ask my chef friends and everybody and, and they'll let him know, yeah, your dad's DNA (laughs) is in the dough. So, you know, he created it. So, and it's his recipe, but he does respect what we do. Uh, We do the same every single day. It's uh, like, so I get some chefs that want to come and, and do what we do. And it's not really a glorifying job because it's, it's about respecting it every day. So it's kind of boring because you do the same 10, 12 steps. And my menu is very streamlined. That's to keep it efficient, mm-hmm. to keep the, the product down. Because more product that I have on my shelf, then the more that I got to try to put out to the public and the masses. And then the more of the translation of quality and care and consistency gets lost and you have a whole bunch of different hands just trying to push out. I do like to make money, but money isn't what actually drives me to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I love doing what I do. I love the human interaction. When you feed the soul of the person, mm-hmm. there, there's that whole getting to know somebody, meeting kids. I take lots of kids back into my kitchen, only the good kids, kids that are polite <laughs> and stuff. You know, when they're in the in the pizzeria and they, you know, I come out and I talk to the tables and I, I see a good kid and I say, hey, you want to come back and, and make a pizza with me? And, you know, I give tours sometimes for people. Right. So they make pizza. Um so pizza is really, you know, it bonds you just as more than feeding a person, you know, so the quality of the ingredients is, is what we're talking about. So back to that, the way we ferment our dough, it's better for your digestion, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
it almost uh, it becomes more light and airy. It uh, breaks down all the sugars in there. Then we don't cook with any sugars anyway, but naturally things create sugars in there. Um, so like our sauce doesn't have any sugar. Our the only thing really that has sugar is our cannolis and our, <laughs> our, our, our and, <laughs> and those dress, are supposed to have sugar. Those, those don't have to. sugar. There's yeah, gonna then, be a problem. They're, they're probably not that good. So, <laughs> but you know, so our, our ingredients by and large are all the the best that you can get procured the way that probably would be considered you're the way your grandma did it back mm-hmm. in the day versus mass produced GMO filled stuff. Well, the reason that I originally even asked that question is because out, something that came up on the first episode of this podcast that I'll never forget is I asked another pizza owner, uh, Matt Verzel of, of Paisan's Pizzeria. I asked him what his favorite slice of pizza was. And he said, cheese pizza, because he said, that's the foundation. Like you can, you can pile a ton of toppings on top of a piece of pizza and you can try and hide the dough or try and mask the crust. You can mask the sauce, mask the cheese and all that. But if you just get a piece of cheese pizza, that's where the quality shines through because that's how you know that the dough is being respected like you just talked about so beautifully. That's how you get the quality of the sauce. That's how you really understand the cheese is you know coming from a great place. And so I, when I came in, Last week, I wanted to get, and I've had your pepperoni. I've had so many of your slice of pizza, but I was like, I just need a slice of cheese pizza, and it was absolutely delicious because of all the things that you just talked about. Yeah, cheese. Let's talk real quick. Let's I use, talk. I, I use exclusively Grande cheese out of Wisconsin. So these guys, they name their cows. They have. Veter- I love that. They have. Veter- <laughs> they name they have their yeah, cows. they have veterinarians for the cows. If the cows are sick, they take them out of circulation. They don't overpump them. So it's no fillers in our cheese at all. Our cheese is just curd, you know, so Mm -hmm. we just have cheese. That's it. Um, And so part of the process that we do is we weigh cheese is the most expensive thing on your pie anyway. Most people are using a, a, we'll just call it a subpar cheese. Um, And a lot of people (laughs) like a lot of cheese. I like to taste, like you're saying, the crust, the sauce, the cheese. Give me a nice little balance. So people that like, you know, uh, I call it, you know, big American food. They want a big, thick, fat slice with a bunch of cheese on it. I can make you one of those, but it's not a New York slice that I'm trying to mm-hmm. create. That's on a different pie. Maybe a, a Nana Sicilian, I can put a little more cheese on something something thicker where the balance is still there, but you, you feel like you got more cheese, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we use quality cheese, the quality sauce, balance it all out, and very minimal ingredients in what we use. I think our sauce has three ingredients. People, I look at people's sauce ingredients, and there's, you know, sugar and seven or eight other ingredients. And, you know, I'm like, wow. Keep what, it what, simple. What is this? Just, yeah. yeah, just get some Stanislaus good tomatoes and right. <clears throat> call it good. Or I also use a, uh, I use an all-natural um, organic uh, Dinopoli Bianco tomato. We put that in our uh, sweet Italian peppers. Mm. So those are those are another simple thing that, not a lot of people do there. Mm-hmm. So I do uh, salad. I do two sizes in it. I do two two cannolis all the time. We do the New York pizza by the slice. Mm-hmm. And then I have a handful of sandwiches that I do that nobody else does really like we do. So I do a Chicago dipped beef. <clears throat> I do Which is delicious. Chicago um, kind of influenced my food younger on, going there with my family and hanging out. And I enjoyed all the food and the Italian beef turned me on and my mom and dad do it at their restaurant, but like on occasion. And so when I opened up, I wanted to do that. I'd love a good sausage and pepper sandwich, make my own sausage in-house and peppers. 
just like the meatballs. So I did a sausage and peppers, a spicy meatball sub. And then we just recently added, uh, well, we have the Pasagino. That's my wife's and my favorite sandwich. It's simple. It's just uh, Genoa salami, provolone cheese, a little mustard, and then that's it. It means the, mm. the stroller or the passerby, just a simple, quick sandwich. And then uh, we just added the Nana Sicilian full-time and the Chicago Cracker Thin full-time as whole pies and house where to go. So really, it's not a lot to think about. Some of these restaurants, I feel like <clears throat> what you were saying, like on the cheese pizza, judge your restaurant by don't yeah. go to a don't go to a steak place and you know order the barbecue you know order <laughs> order the steak or whatever the marquee is the biggest for right uh-huh. so if you go to an Italian restaurant start with the spaghetti and meatballs and if they do that right yeah go then, back yep. go to a pizzeria try a slice of cheese they do that right you know it's good go back and try something different mm-hmm. so I want to go back in the past real quick to okay. before virtuoso. You are, I believe this is still true. Correct me if it's not. And gosh, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation here. But you are the only pizza Iolio. (laughs) How bad did I say that? Well, it's pizza Iola. Pizza Iola. So yeah, I totally screwed that up. Everyone go ahead and laugh at me and make fun of me. But you're, you're the only one in Nebraska, right? Well... Or is so there another one now? I'm, I'm sure there's more. There's there's a couple different certifications. I'm the oh, only okay. one certified by Tony Gemignani in the International School of Pizza. It's accredited in Italy. I went to San Francisco, San Francisco mm-hmm. to take that course there. I'm pretty sure that uh, you know the chef out there, Dante's. He's certified. Oh, okay. I know Big there's uh, I know there's another guy that's from here. He's going to go get certified again. Is that Matt Frampton? Matt Frampton. Yes. He's going to redo his thing at a series of events he had to leave early and he's going back in february to get his so you know here's regardless it's a high honor it is a high honor and i and i I just one quick little brag i'll tell people is so we'll say thousands of people have gone through that school now and i'm pretty sure i'm still the only one when i went to san francisco i went there for an entire week and i didn't spend a dime on food okay so what i did was i called up before i went and i said hey you guys have uh, a couple different restaurants. When I get there, you know, I always believe I can work in any restaurant USA. Drop me there, and I'll cook with the guys. Uh-huh. I said, so maybe I can come cook with your thing. So, oh, well, we really don't do that. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. I hung up the phone. My wife said, what did he say? I said, he didn't say no. <clears throat> so <laughs> so I went there, and I, I met the chef, Matt Molina, great guy. I learned a lot from him, um, as well as Tony Gemignani happened to be our instructor because Laura Meyer had some other commitment and instead of canceling it we ended up getting the king himself to become the instructor and so it was just an overall great experience i bonded with them the first day i was there and i was cooking with them that night and all through the week so much that when i was done uh tony called me up and said hey what the hell did you do man my guys in the kitchen think i fired you <laughs> i said oh i told him i didn't get the job that you, <laughs> that you were letting me go you know and so you know we became friends and since then i've talked i just talked to him actually yesterday and glad that his niners beat the packers because i don't really like either one of them but I don't like the Packers. Yeah. Let's just say that. Fair enough. So anyway, um, yeah, so being able to do it, get there, get the full-on experience, go behind the scenes, bounce between the three restaurants at night when they were doing actual service, and just kind of sometimes stand in the corner and blend and sometimes, you know, help out on the line. And, And once I caught the drift, I was like, oh, this is this is an awesome thing. I, I love the the community of the pizza world because they're really not like a, a lot of different chefs or people. Uh, so 
pizza chefs or pizzaiolas, they don't they don't need to be called chef or hey pizzaiola or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just call me David. Um, so, in large, they they like to help each other. You know, because if everybody does it right, I mean, you can only eat so much of the same place all the time. So it's good to have other options in the area. Mm-hmm. And if if you can have somebody else that's respecting the craft, I mean, on my days off, I go <clears throat> and I check out and I eat other pizza. I was <laughs> it was kind of funny. I went to a pizzeria. Actually, I sent my wife on this day to a pizzeria, and I said, hey, we got to try this. This place is getting some love. Let's see. Are they doing anything that I need to be, like, cutting edge aware of? Is it different technique? What is this, you know? And so when she went in there, she said, okay, I'm not going to take the credit card. I'm just going to take a little cash. I don't want these people to know, you know, like, if they think, oh, we're we're scouting or something. Sure enough, as soon as she walked in, the owner spotted her and said, hey, you're the lady at the Virtuoso, right? Yes, I know you. Okay. And so she's like, oh, taken back by this. And the lady says, I want to talk to you for a minute, but not in here. I want to talk outside. And I said, my wife went out with her and said the lady proceeded to tell her that, she loved what we do. She loves our pizza, and she oh, wondered if, awesome. if David would be able to come and help them share and do a little bit of his knowledge so that they can up their pizza game, too. So, you know, I'm going to reach out to that lady, and, you know, we'll see if we can't, I don't know what she's looking for, but help her assist her in some way or whatever. But, you know, of that, there's there's people that uh, that care, that want to get better, that don't look at you. Like people go, oh, that's your competition. I Tell people, I didn't know I was in a competition. I don't Mm -hmm. enter competitions. I may never, ever enter a competition. My accolades come from the people, the interaction. When I, like I told you, when I get a feed the soul and people come in, I get kids that that come and give me hugs and they're like, oh, or they go, let's go to David's pizza parlor, you know, or they, they have, they want me for their birthday or something, you know. So I'm winning on that, you know, and I do kind of peek at social media, but my wife, she runs all the social media. She does Mm -hmm. all the posts, all that stuff. I really try not to worry about finance or uh, the social media aspect of it. You're just all pizza. Well, I mean, I just, you look, if you go and you're focused on what you want to do, what you're going to be, it is what it is. Uh Everybody with a phone is a critic. And I I know not everybody's going to love what I do or my pizza, or maybe even not even like the way I look sometimes, you know, but that's (laughs) not my thing. My thing is to just do what I do the best. And I go in, I don't worry about, oh, I need to make X amount of money today or Ah, that guy kind of said something. Now I do, I do. If there is a critique, you know, that is, uh, if it's customer related, you know, customer service, I definitely pull the team together and do that. I'm not saying I don't listen to it, you mm-hmm. know, but our rating is pretty good, so I don't have too many. The ones that I do, I can usually tell I've already interacted with them during the night, and if I get that bad post, I go, oh, I'm expecting it, and so I try to make it the best that I could. But sometimes. When people wake up or they're predetermined that their day is what it is, there's nothing you can do to make it better. It, you know, so some people they weren't going to like what I do anyway, and so if 98 people like me and two don't, you can live with the 98. I'll take yeah. the two that don't and say sorry. You know, I'd usually. So my thing is, and people think this is funny because I know my son, my two sons, my wife, and myself really the only ones that ever have a hand in your pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And I have some people that that come and go. And, and most of them go because they don't want to respect what I do. Now, I did just have a cat. I wish he would have stayed because he really loved it. But he's in his 30s like you, just starting a family. He's got a regular job that's a good career. So I don't ever want to stifle anybody from getting better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if I can get like a, a young kid to counteract my my son and build a better team around it, I would I would definitely like to mold somebody like that. But I don't accept anybody that doesn't give me virtuoso. 
I tell mm-hmm. them all, it's, it's not virtuoso, so it's virtuoso. And they can call me OCD or whatever because I like things a, a certain way, but I call that consistency. Yeah. And so, you know, if your only consistency is inconsistency, you don't work for me. So if you, you know, got to do it the right way. So it's very minimal. So when people tell me that something doesn't taste good, I say, what doesn't taste good about it? And it tastes like isn't anything I've ever eaten, so I don't really know what that tastes like. So it's got to be something like it's burnt, it's soured, mm-hmm. it's you know, yeah, it's, give me it's a reason, something. It, it's too salty. It's it's something, but you know, those aren't things I ever really encounter. So if people have those things where they tell me it tastes like that, then I say, well, I'm sorry that your taste buds let you down today, <laughs> but it's the same every day. So maybe uh-huh. we're not your pizzeria. Hence the New York pizza, New York attitude. By and large, I think New Yorkers are all awesome people, but they probably don't take too much from anybody. So if you come into the pizzeria and you're just looking for a free meal or just to try to, you know, impose your opinion of, something else on me it's not anything that we i just cut that immediately that's why i tell people sometimes you get a free show with the pizza (laughs) (laughs) and i currently i have a title a a books that i was gonna a book that i was gonna entitle uh, close encounters from the humankind tales from a pizzeria because that's a terrifying book (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i can only imagine just because you know it is in benson benson is a is a great area but like any area where you have you know a nice little shotgun row of businesses up and down the street with an eclectic view of people, you get wanderers and every once in a while we get the wanderers. Or if you combine a little bit too much alcohol with something that, you know, I've had women want to fight me inside my pizzeria oh boy. before. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey lady, listen, we're just serving pizza. Yeah, let's just, I'm sorry. You're having a bad day. Having, but, have a slice of cheese. Let's yeah. just all calm down well, and be friends. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how it gets up there. That's why I have a full liquor license, but I only sell beer and wine because I like to keep things sweet and simple, yeah. like a, a clean, easy menu, a couple drink options, a nice little dinner. I don't have a TV going. I don't have a lot of pictures on the wall. And I get a lot of people to get that, and they, they go, you know, with a lot of everything that's so fast-paced and going on all the time, it's kind of nice to decompose in here. Yeah, you can slow down. Yeah. It's low-key. It works. Yeah, that's I what I like. I think that's like. very important. Like low-key, you know. S- speaking of low-key, I would say that, you, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Los Solomillo, that's a, a similar vibe, I would say. It, it, it's a little bit different vibe, but that's not a place where you have a lot of, you know, TVs or, you know, heavy music or anything going on. Obviously, your parents run Los Solomillo. They were the creator. That's I think that's pre- Omaha's premier Italian restaurant, has been for a long time. What was it like? growing up in that environment did you basically like grow up in the kitchen or just what, what was that like yeah growing let me up just rewind kid? a little bit further than that my parents Let's had do a, it. another restaurant called Lasoli's landmark it was on 213 south 19th street and i'll just connect mine and that one very beginning one in the beginning their number used to be uh 3419090 my mom taught us to remember it by mork and mindy nanu nanu some kind of dating myself there but my <laughs> phone number is also the last four nine oh nine oh which is kind of full circle oh cool in my little head so we were down there i was probably you know 10 11 years old working in the restaurant mm-hmm. bussing tables mainly just you know drinking soda and eating salami and stuff yeah. like that but <laughs> it was a downtown restaurant and they were just a little bit off the kicking path there so 
my mom said, we got to wheel this cart down. She got an old Coca-Cola cart. So we're going to sell tacos and hot dogs on this corner down here. And if they want more, you just point them up to the, oh, to the, there to the you restaurant go. Yeah. up here. So she had us at a very young age down there hustling, you know, food on the corner. Mm-hmm. But this was a different time. Probably didn't have a permit for it. We can also stand in the street and say, hey, no, you can't park here. My mom's coming around the corner with her car. She wanted this paid meter. You know? Oh, yeah. You, you, could you imagine doing that today? Now they just run you over. So, <laughs> But, you know, so we grew up down there, and uh, it was quite a great experience, actually, uh, hanging out in the cooler, drinking RC soda, and uh Doing eating beer nuts and and at that time it's a parking garage now, but all the businesses would connect underground, so you would walk from the Solis landmark and you would come out on the corner under Quick Trip's basement, or you can go to the smoke shop or to the barber shop or all these little businesses had a corridor that ran down there. Probably I don't know for the bootlegging days maybe I'm I'm, I'm guessing, not sure, yeah. but it was one of those things where it was impressionable. Then my mom had six kids. Got to be a little bit much. They sold the, at that time, you can just sell your liquor license. So you didn't have to really apply. There was only mm-hmm. a limited number. So she sold her liquor license, and my dad was a chef. He was the executive chef before that at Happy Hollow Country Club. So he's always had a cooking background. So right. I believe he went to field club and became the chef there. My mom did something for a while in between, and uh, She's going to be mad. You don't know what I did or something. Right? So, but I love you, mother. So, <laughs> so anyway. Um, shout out to the moms. Yeah, shout out to the moms. So anyway, uh, they did that. And then they decided they wanted to open up a, another restaurant. And uh, my late brother, Dino, was very instrumental in that. And my mom wanted him to have a job. And she's like, you're not going to do nothing. You're going to have a job. So my mom started this restaurant out of their house. Okay? Oh, wow. It was like... Uh, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you didn't know what was going on, but there was cars pulling up there. We came home one day from school, and my mom had, like, the wall kind of taken out. There was – oh, my dad was working for Pegler Cisco. That's what he was working for. Um, so he, he we came home, and there was pizza boxes and flour and different everything all in the whole dining room, all over, right? So I was like, we're starting this restaurant <laughs> out of the house, and here's some menus. So this is how La Sola Mio this started. This is how La Sola Mio Holy started. Holy cow. Uh, Who would have in a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that was typed out. And she said, Dino, you're going to go to those bars down on Leavenworth and give these out. And you're the pizza delivery boy. If they want pizza, you're going to deliver them pizza. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so the Marley bone and, and uh, Leavenworth bar and all from all the way down there, all the way up, uh, I want to say Bud Olson's, wherever he would go and they would deliver pizza. Uh-huh. And so I was also doing woodworking at the time. And so any of my customers or clients that we'd go to, we'd drop off these papers. And my mom had like the army of kids, just whoever you knew, you just give them this piece of paper. If they want to order food, they call this number. And we'll have it ready. So here after a month or two, there's like lines of cars and people would run up and get food and, and leave and became a thing too big for the house. Yes, so clearly. They, they found this little spot and I think, the rest is pretty much 29 years of history later. Yeah. Um, but at wow. one time, at one time, there was uh, 17 family members working there. That's incredible. Yeah, with all the, you know, cousins and kids and aunt was working there. So, yeah, it was, it was quite a bit. My grandpa worked there until, I want to say, well, when, 92 maybe, 87, uh-huh. somewhere okay. very late in his years. But if, if we had a dime for everybody he knew, I would be retired by now. So <laughs> he's been around a while. Something that kind of ties into that that I'm interested in is my dad, I'm going to tie this back a little bit personally. My dad 
played in the NBA um, and is Nebraska's all-time leading scorer. So growing up, for me, it was always – there was never a pressure from him, but there was always kind of this unspoken thing where it was like – well, you're going to play basketball, right? You're you gonna, are six foot six. I, I'm six foot six. He's six eleven, so he's he's got some space on me. But but there was always just kind of this thing. Whenever I would meet people, it was always just like, oh, who do you play basketball for? You're going to play in college someday, right? And and I played, and I was okay, but I was nowhere near as good as my dad. But there was just always that kind of that expectation when you grow up, just and your family is like this famous Italian, you know, restaurateur family, did you feel any kind of pressure or anything to go into the business? Or now that you've broken off and done virtuoso on your own, did you feel the need to establish something of your own rather than just continuing to work at the family place? Or is any of that ringing true at all? Well, no. Um, some of it maybe. Not like my dad pushing me like you got to do this, but just, Oh yeah. No, my dad didn't either. Just to be perfectly clear, but you just see their success and you, you know, every kid looks up to their dad and you're like, Ooh, you know, you can, you can make money off of just cooking. So I I tell people, you know, I work 12 hours a day and sometimes longer, but um, I don't really feel like I'm working too much at all because I love what I do. And I say, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Uh So, you know, and honestly, uh, watching my dad and my mom, they're both restaurant people. I, I've seen them, you know, you can you can succeed a lot in a lot of different areas more than financially through food. Mm-hmm. You know, like the relationships my mother and father have built over the years are, you know, bonds that won't be broken by money, but they were gained by food, yeah. you know? So it's, it's a different kind of thing. Uh, it's a satisfaction kind of thing. I definitely love to feed people. I love to feed the soul. So... You know, breaking bread with somebody is uh, just a good way to, to live. Mm-hmm. So if I can get paid, I tell my kid, come on, seriously, like, we're getting paid to make and eat pizza every day. Like, really? Who doesn't want to do that? How do you beat that? Yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I, I tell people all the time, I, I don't mind what I do, and I don't ever, I don't want to work too much, you know. I'm good with a 65-hour week or 60-hour week. Uh-huh. You know, and people go, why don't you work more? Well, I, I don't want to work more. I still have to enjoy life. Life isn't meant to be worked. It's meant to be lived and enjoyed. And I enjoy what I do, but I still have to live a little bit out of out of the pizza box. So, Amen. <laughs> I don't think there's a better way to sum up the episode than that right there. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a real, real pleasure. Well, thank you. I hope I got across clear. And uh, come see us at Virtuoso Pizzeria Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 9, noon to 8 on Tuesdays. And people follow them on social media because they tweet out or Facebook, Instagram, the daily specials. If you ever see the pepperoni, pepperoni, pepperoni special, three different types of pepperoni and then drizzled with Mike's hot honey. It is a banger. If it's not the best slice of pizza I've ever had, it's up there. It's top two or three. It's it's a must have. But so, yeah, get out to Virtuoso, get some giant, awesome slices of pizza and Omaha, just thank you so much for listening to this episode. Really appreciate it. Thanks for hanging with me, and I'll keep bringing these to you. Oh, you got one more thing. Just want to let them know they can reach us at Virtuoso Pizza 23 on all social media. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. We got the the plug in there. We got it. We're good. And we'll go with that. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate Um, it. And Omaha, thanks for eating with me. Uh, Parkville.
Production.